a playlist original. Hello, everyone. My name is Gaius Bowling, and I have to do this intro a little different uh, this time. Um, even though this is technically, I'm recording the 62nd episode of Back to the Botbuster, this is the very first episode of our spinoff that we're doing called Back to the Blockbuster Presents Deep Dives with Owen and Gaius. And you heard, the first, you heard the first name, right? He said he'd be back. And uh, yeah. he's back in here to stay. So Let's welcome go. back. <laughs> Let's welcome go. Back I'm excited, to, uh, man. These uh, yeah. deep dives have always been one of my favorite parts, and I'm excited to be a part of this new little spinoff, man. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, you know, how this kind of came about um, for people that are interested um everyone knows that like owen had taken a hiatus from like the main show and then it was about like for me like trying to figure out all right how do i convince him to come back or like would he want <laughs> would he would he would he want to come back and like i talked to him like off the line a few times where he's like i do kind of miss it but i think i knew i i think we both knew that he couldn't come back to it the way it was because it is it kind of wasn't uh like I love the main show. The main show is good for like what it needs to do, like the yeah. keeping up, keeping up with the industry news and like keeping up with like what's new and current. But yeah. it kind of wasn't what the original idea for it, the show was. Mm-hmm. Like especially with like conversations that we would have about movies and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, well, I let me think of something. And what happened was the lead up to our one year uh, episode, I had to like go back and kind of look at the whole year and be like, okay, what worked, what didn't work. Mm-hmm. And our most popular episodes are anything to do that was like movie centric, whether mm-hmm. it was like an, an anniversary episode focusing on one movie, or if it was the deep dives that we started to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I went first, I had the social network, but since this was about trying to convince Owen to come back, I was like, <laughs> all right. I looked at the deep dive that he did for No Country for Old Men, and that took yeah. me back to, uh, like, when we first were becoming friends, he, like, basically wrote down a quick review and in, in his, like, iPhone notes and was mm-hmm. like, hey, can I call and, like, read it to you? And I was like, sure. And it was a really good review. And that kind of was, like, along with a few other, like, conversations, that was kind of, like, the essence of what the show was supposed to be, just, like, kind of, yeah. like, diving into, like, all these different types of movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, all right, I think I can make something work with that idea, but I didn't really completely flesh it out. And then I had to convince him to do the one year episode, which wasn't really hard. It was like, do you want to do it? And he yeah, was- I was going to say, you said kind of missed it. And I was like, I think <laughs> saying kind of missed it is definitely an understatement. I mean, I, I miss uh, just chopping it up with you and talking movies and everything. And, and I think that um, one of the best things about the show is the fact that I mean, it's basically just what we talk about offline, but just in the presence of uh, a microphone now. And and it gives yeah. us the ability to basically just like have the same kind of conversations that we would have when we're out hanging out, when we're out um, on during the weekend, whatever it is, yeah. uh, because somehow a movie would be referenced somehow. And then Gaius and I would kind of be like, oh, like this was a part that I really liked. And yeah. this was something that I really enjoyed about it. And we would just start talking details and that would kind of go off into other movies that a main actor had done. And then it just kind of sp- 
spun off into basically just a, a big conversation surrounding a specific movie, different things that were like it, um, director styles, and, and just kind of basically talking about one thing was concentric around a specific movie. And I, I think that that was one of the things that I enjoyed the most right. of uh, the deep dives, especially that we did during uh, back to the regular back to the blockbuster show. Yeah. And, you know, and those episodes were the most fun to do because, um, like it's hard like i mean i do press and stuff i know you don't but I, like it's it gets annoying talking about because like when we would cover industry news we couldn't just like cover like one thing for one week we couldn't just say like oh ezra miller did this and not bring it up yeah. next week so yep. you had to keep like once it kept developing we kept having to bring it up and if that's not like your interest at all it almost turned it almost turns into like almost tmz type of situation where it's yeah. like oh and that that I mean, there is an audience for that, and people do like to hear it, and like they've liked hearing it on our show. But I've gotten a lot of people who are like, "Well, we really like when you just talk about like one movie, and yeah, you guys kind of break down what you like and what you didn't like, and like mm-hmm. and go into like the making of it and like all that kind of stuff." So that was kind of like where my head was at, and then we did the one year one all two hours and forty seven minutes of it, which like, I know, thankfully- dude, we just we could not <laughs> stop. We couldn't yeah, stop. It was great. Well, thankfully, everyone liked listening to it because it did really did really well. Nice. And, yeah. And and it was one of those things like when it was over, like after we were done recording, it was like kind of like, how did that feel? And you were like, it was fun. That was really fun. Like, I really missed yeah. it. So then that's when I was like, hey, like, I have an idea. Like, just let me know, like, if you're. And down I think for before you even stopped, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I was, I was yeah, like, pretty much. I like, do I, do even, I don't think I even get to finish the idea. Uh, no, you're like, so, listen, it, I was thinking like kind of a spinoff. I was like, Perfect. I don't care what your idea is. I'm in. Like, let's. I'm gonna do it. And like, uh, yeah. That was the funny part because I thought I was gonna get like, well, let me sleep on it or let me think about it. Yeah. Uh, But no, it was like right away. Yeah, I think one of the best things about this idea moving forward is that um, with some of the the pop culture and and a lot of the stuff that we that we used to cover was we ended up talking. I mean, yes, I loved my rant on Morbius and that was amazing, (laughs) but we did have to cover and we did talk about a lot of things that maybe one of us wouldn't have necessarily watched on our own time. I mean, right. I, I wish that I could say that I love every single movie and every single TV show out there, but obviously I have some favorites. And so I think right. one of the best things about this is the ability to revisit some of the things that we continue to enjoy to watch. Uh, I mean, I'm a serial rewatcher of things. And so right. being able to come back and see it from a different lens or just get your opinions on it and just start to kind of dive into the things that we really like about specific movies, I think, um, gives us a really big opportunity to to come back and just like revisit some things that that we really enjoy and I, I think that that's great because much as we love talking about oh the new Lightyear movie and then like why it didn't do well or why it didn't yeah. succeed like yeah we can talk about that and I think that's extremely interesting and I still tune into back to the blockbuster every single week um, but also love talking about stuff that's 10 20 however many years old and it's uh they still yeah. hold up to this day yeah and that's a good thing too I, I think like and I, I've talked to other podcasters who are like, oh, we, there's like almost pressure to like keep up with what's current. Cause like yeah. that kind of, that booster downloads everyone like, on a, and like, you know, that's what kind it's of current. Hits. It's pop culture. It's, it's what's new and what's, uh, what's popular. Uh, and that's the, I guess the good thing about spinning it off is that um, we'll be able to have the best of both worlds. That, that main show will still be there and yeah. it will still pretty much be the same, but like, this will be like its own thing, its own separate thing. And basically like, was like one of the first questions that someone sent me was like, how is it going to be different from the other show? Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a bi-weekly series. So basically two episodes a month, which is like good for uh, your schedule, especially because like, yeah. you know, 
like I work in this, so it's easier for me to like kind of do this every week. Mm-hmm. I think like like Owen had told me offline, like he didn't realize how like hard it would be to do like it week after week, even though it doesn't seem like it is. It mm-hmm. it is when you feel like you have to keep up with everything that's going on. And the good thing about this is that um, most of the movies, um, there'll be stuff that we choose that we chose to rewatch and that we want to cover. It's not about like what came out over the weekend. Uh, you don't have to keep up with it like that. So it's going to be a lot easier for us to pick stuff um, that makes the schedule a bit easier. Yeah. And um, and I think it also having like that time in between where like there's the week off, it gives us time to like think about, okay, which one do I really want to go with next? And um, I also think too, like it, it'll just kind of keep it a bit more interesting too. Like, I mean, instead of going week after week after week after week, um, we get to kind of put time into like what we're choosing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the only thing I, mean, I just, yeah. I just want to say too, I mean, it just, after doing it for, I mean, gosh, almost an entire year. Like I just want to give kudos to all of the podcasters out there who continue to do it every single week. I mean, it is just, it's not something that is just an easy, Oh, Hey, I can just pick up a microphone and create a podcast. And it just works like that. I mean, it definitely takes preparation. I just want to put out that I, I respect all the people that continue to do it week, week by week. Um, yeah. And uh, it's just, it's, it's going to be good for us. I think to have, like you said, a little bit more time. Sometimes like you have, you record the show and then you kind of get on your day-to-day life and then you have the weekend and then you're like, yeah. gosh, wow. I need to kind of revisit all the things that I need to, I need to do my homework. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. So it's, it's, and like you said, you had the ability to be surrounded by that consistently throughout the week and during your job. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, to all the listeners out there, that was something that I struggled with a little bit, just trying to make sure that I was staying relevant. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I just think that this is going to be a great opportunity for us to just go back to some of the things that we we've always enjoyed and, and um it's going to be uh it's going to be good and i can't wait to talk about one today it's one of my favorites yeah it's and i what i kind of love about this too is that um it won't be just like a simple like movie review it won't be like oh this is what i liked and this is what i didn't like like i like you know depending on like the week or whatever like I, I wrote down some stuff about like the making of the movie to kind of like mm-hmm. keep people interested in that to like kind of see like what was going on in like 2013 when this movie came out this, this yeah. movie that we're going to talk about tonight and uh it, it I, I wanted it to be more than just saying like oh this is what I liked about it and then this is what you liked about it I wanted to yeah. kind of try to like kind of if people don't know much about the movie kind of like mm-hmm. give them a little background about like you know how it was made you know who was involved, uh, you know, kind of what the climate was like when the movie came out, like, you know, did it get the attention that it deserved? Did, mm-hmm. did it make as much money as it should have? Did it get, you know, uh, surprisingly with this movie, I thought it got much more awards attention, but it really didn't. And that kind of surprised yeah. me. We're going to talk about that later. Um, also, but yeah. Like what, what the actors and directors have done since. I think that yeah. that's a really cool thing to, to talk about, kind of seeing the direction that some of these, like I said, actors, directors, that maybe what what path and trajectory they've gone in um since 2013 i mean gosh it's been almost 10 years which sounds insane yeah it's crazy yeah um uh so i did answer one of the questions that was sent to me which was like how the shows are going to be different uh so i think i explained that pretty well enough like you know this this show is just going to be about whatever movie we're discussing there will be uh no hot topics there will there will be like the banter like what did you do over the weekend like we didn't oh, yeah. see each other like we didn't see each we're other still, for real we're still friends <laughs> like, like we like we didn't for real see each other like oh what did yeah you do like we've still seen each other pretty much every week since yeah yeah 
um that's that'll still be there but like honestly other than like this first episode that's trying to show you what the show's going to be about like we're just going to jump right into whatever movie that we chose now originally when i thought of it i was going to have owen's just choosing it so i can be like all right he'll tell me what to watch and i'll watch it but then he told me that he thought it would be better if we switched off and yeah i think that probably is i think that is kind of beneficial because we probably will pick like completely different things yeah uh, i i also think too i mean we both have very we we do enjoy a a lot of the same movies but we also have very sometimes different reasons for enjoying them or maybe i've seen some things that you haven't seen which i i mean i highly doubt but um <laughs> sure there's something, there's like, something. <laughs> yeah but also some some stuff that i mean when you showed me 25th hour i mean that yeah. like that was something that i hadn't gotten around to seeing and i didn't really know much about but i mean it's an amazing experience to see that movie and and it now it's in a still one of my favorites that you've shown me so yeah. um yeah i wanted to give the benefit of the doubt to you as well i mean as much as as the selfish part of myself would love to say i would pick, I every pick all week, these <laughs> pick every single week um i think that uh it's it's going to be good for us to to explore some other options yeah i think so too um so one of the questions which is funny because i actually sent this to you when we were talking about it um was are we only going to deep dive serious movies like like hard-hitting serious movies and i think i messaged you like a couple weeks ago are we going to only do that or is it be fun down the line just to like pick something that is kind of ridiculous and yeah we're like you know i think i think everything should be up for grabs like it doesn't always have to be like um a prestige film or like you know an awards a former awards contender well it's um, funny because the actor that's in the prestige is in the one we're talking about yeah, yeah, and the one we're talking yeah. about is a very serious movie so it is very serious the, movie, first, yeah. the first one that yeah. we're doing is along those lines yeah but a very mean, serious movie yeah yeah but, but yeah. there are there's so many movies out there that are critically acclaimed and i, I mean i think that especially comedies are so no. difficult to make especially today and in, in today's climate yeah that a lot of them even in the past have not gotten the recognition that they deserve um and yeah i mean there's no like you can't necessarily win an oscar for a comedy which is crazy so like i I think yeah i I think we should have leave everything up for grabs and i I also would love to see um maybe some people who are commenting or listening and say hey if there's like maybe just a silly movie or i mean my sister even has a list on her phone for bad movie night like she create like she wants to have a list for things where it's like listen the reason that this movie's good is because it's bad <laughs> right that's true um another interesting question um well, well this is interesting uh, do you think that you will always agree on the movies that you pick as far as like did you like it or did i like it i think what would be interesting is i it could happen down the line that he chooses something and i watch it and i'm like oh that wasn't really for me but like it'd be a fun yeah. discussion to have like why it wasn't and like vice versa too Mm -hmm. so like i don't think the goal all the time is to pick the same things that we both like yeah because i because i think that sometimes i might just be like hey like i don't think you've seen this like you should check this one out and we should do this one next i think that's a possibility um i think nine times out of ten that might happen where it's like yeah we both really enjoyed it but uh that's not the intention that to always pick something that like i know we both like or he knows that i'm gonna like too I think they're mm-hmm. uh, actually. I think it would be more interesting, like, if that did happen, where it was like, oh yeah, I didn't, 
you loved it uh i didn't but yeah i think yeah. that'll be an interesting thing to do no I mean, uh, it just sparks a interesting and, and different conversation rather than just this is what I, this is what it was oh yeah i enjoyed that too like th- yes there we can talk about all the different antics and stuff and um but yeah having some opinions that are different is going to always makes for a more interesting conversation yeah uh next question was are you only deep diving movies um I'll, I'll get my answer and then you can tell me what you kind of think about this um I don't mind. I wanted to start with the movies because that's a lot, a little easier to do. Mm-hmm. I don't mind like doing something special down the line where you deep dive a show, but it would have to be something probably we both have watched before uh, to yeah. look back like a TV show. I mean, I don't mind doing that. And I think it would be kind of cool to do that. But I think mm-hmm. for the most part, it will just be movies. But we did talk about this before that another angle that we might uh, do on the show is like deep diving an actual like actor or actresses like filmography as a whole like looking mm-hmm. at like yeah. looking at kind of like where they kind of hit where they maybe miss you know you know yep you know, all that kind of stuff with their career and I, I think that'll be an interesting thing to do too yeah. um but yeah it, it'll mostly be movies but there, yeah. there's some wiggle room for uh, other stuff exactly i mean if we were going to deep dive a show um I mean, it's hard to get an entire show in two weeks worth, uh, especially right. if there's something that's a long, long yeah. season or just like a long runtime, whatever it is. But I mean, it, in the, I would probably say if we did go down that route, it would probably be something like miniseries. So like, yeah, like um, a limited series or something. Yeah, like limited that. series yeah. like Chernobyl yeah. or like yeah. even just like season one True Detective or so- something like that. Like if we just right, kind of decided to do exactly. So yeah, I think yeah. that that would be definitely up for grabs but i would love there's a lot of movies out there that we haven't done so i think that that should be our starting point well yeah i think that's the cool thing because there's so many things we can pick from like it's like yeah i think that's what's cool about this is that it's kind of endless it kind of can go like there's so many different things that we can choose and that's what kind of makes it exciting Mm -hmm. um another question uh will we ever have guests and um i i think to start until we get into a groove it'll just be us yeah um i'm open to getting yeah, I'm open to guests though, but I I'm gonna I would I'm kind of filling this out like live with you right now. But if yeah. we did have guests, I would if we did have guests, I would only want it to be maybe one other person. So there's only three. Yeah. So it kind of keeps the conversation like tight. Agreed. A little bit. Um, Agreed. Not that I don't I, I love having a bunch of people on that. It is fun, but like yeah. when, you're, when you're trying to concentrate and talk about like one movie, it gets a little hard when there's like six or seven people. Like yep. Throw it in. I, I I loved it today. We did one for a screen two before I uh, recorded this, and there were three guests on, so four of us, and that was still like uh, a lot because everyone yeah. was like excited to talk about it. Yeah, of course. Uh, but like, yeah, I think with like, if we do have guests, it'll be three and like just the three people, like you and me, and then someone, and then um, I'm I'm totally open to that because I think like it would be good to kind of hear other people's. Uh, perspective of what we're diving into but i think we're gonna find like our groove first and then kind of uh look into that but definitely open to it because we've loved having guests on before in the yeah past. no I'd, I'd love to have donnie back and talk a, about a movie with him like i always enjoy his input so yeah. just uh, have it maybe even having some repeat guests on too yeah that'd be a lot of fun um and let's see oh well will owen appear on the main show okay so the main show is separate it is a week-to-week thing uh it is a lot different than this is going to be um he always has a spot on the main show if he wants to like contribute to the main show but uh, i i think this is going to be something that we're going to keep our focus on with him here um 
which I, you know, like I said, he's more than welcome to always appear on the main show if he wants to. Um, and, I, and of course, I think whenever the main show hits a milestone, he'll be on it. Like we hit 100 episodes, he'll be on that episode. Because oh, yeah. even though, like, because this is still part of the back to the blockbuster, like, brand. It's not like a separate thing. So, yeah. like, it is a different show, but it's under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. Like this, right? Like, right, right? And you know, there's <laughs> stuff coming. Then you know, there's new current stuff and hot takes that I will definitely uh, want to come in. And so, if there's something that I know you're covering, then I'll definitely uh, pop into my secured spot. Yep, for sure. And so now uh, we can tell them what uh, movie we chose as the first film, just in time yeah. for the holiday season. We picked a very light, <laughs> very light lighthearted. drama. Yeah, very lighthearted <laughs> movie. Yeah, uh, so, this, um, this is, yeah, this is your pick, so like you can throw it out yeah. there. No, definitely. So the first movie that we're going to be doing is Prisoners 2013, Jake Hall. Um, it's uh, directed by Dennis Villanueva. It also has Hugh Jackman in it. Um, basically it is the story of the abduction of two children from two separate families that are close. Um, they're abducted, I guess it's Thanksgiving day. Thanksgiving day. Um, yeah. when, yeah, Thanksgiving day, which actually is a holiday, I guess, is it a holiday movie? No. Um, well, no, it, it was kind of funny. Cause like, I was like, what are some really good Thanksgiving movies? And someone sent me prisoners, prisoners. And, I, oh, and, I, and I hadn't watched it. And so like, I watched it to, like today again for the yeah, first same. time in, in a while. Yeah. And I was like, I totally forgot it took place on Thanksgiving. That made that joke a lot more funny now. I know. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking like, cause I just had, we just had Thanksgiving with our families. And so just thinking yeah. about something so traumatic happening uh, yeah. on that day is just terrifying, but um, yeah, I mean, the first time I saw this movie it was actually a recommendation from uh, one of my good friends. And basically they said, if I haven't seen it, you have to see it. It is gripping. It's like, I, I'm, it's not brutal necessarily. It's very just like disturbing in some moments, I would say. Yeah, it definitely um, has some moments. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's one of those movies that after I finished, I had like a chill run down my spine and like I locked my doors before, <laughs> like double locked my yeah. doors before going to bed. So um, I just, I, I really think that this movie and and knowing now too, that it's directed by Dennis Villanueva or Denis Villanueva, whatever Denis you want to say. Denis. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say it in my French accent, but um, just, just he has produced some of my favorite movies of all time. I know I've talked about Arrival um, so, so often, but like just seeing his directing standpoint in, in this movie just makes me like it even more. Uh, I think that it's such a great concept about really leaving things super ambiguous Um, and there's just always this notion of like, you are not really even sure. Obviously there's a twist at the end that we'll go, we'll go over. Um, but there's just like, you're kind of constantly changing your mindset about every single one of the characters. Uh, and I think that that just shows how the human emotion really works. And it's like, yes, you might have this standpoint at a certain time, but then certain change, like certain choices that people make are going to change your opinion about them and, and, and what they really do. And, and who they really are as a person. And I think that you can see that within the characters, like even they are wondering about their choices and, and trying to figure out like what's important to them. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those movies that um, has just been, yeah, kind of like I've taken the mantle of my friend who like anytime I'm recommending a movie, I say, hey, if, if you haven't seen Prisoners, you definitely got to check it out. It's, it's a really good one. Yeah, I so I saw this in theaters when it came out because, you know, I'm not afraid to like, tell my friends like let's go see this and they like look read the synopsis and they're like 
why do you really want to see this like that's like we we go to the movies to escape you clearly don't um but i could i I was like i can't pass up seeing something like this like trailer for this movie was really good too it does it does does a lot without giving too much away and i and then i couldn't like the cast is just stacked with like talent like it's It's really stacked like you you said jake gyllenhaal hugh jackman terrence howard viola davis melissa leo yep like paul they are paul dano there are i think two oscar winners viola davis and melissa leo hugh jackman's been nominated jake gyllenhaal's been nominated and like so you have that like already yeah and 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 like you know Gosh, like and what's what's i need to figure out what's the name of that actor who plays the super creepy guy he's like he's in dark knight oh, um yeah he is. Uh, uh david dasmalchian yeah yeah his face is uh he has he has the his face ever. quintessential like <laughs> if you need a creepy character you cast him and he, and he wait so yeah he was actually um for anyone who doesn't know who i'm talking about if you've seen the suicide squad the newer one he's the uh what, what's his character oh, he's the one who yeah. shoots um God, he's the weird one the weird one that is trying to kill his mom basically he shoots out uh dots polka dot man uh, that's what probably, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah uh yeah and it's funny because like uh when i was watching it tonight i forgot how creepy he was and he just has a oh creepy face in general i'm sure he's a very nice man in uh yeah real life, he's probably real life. The, like the nicest <laughs> guy really? ever but, but like it's like... not just it's, it's the face and then the hoodie and like it's the whole look that makes him look pretty creepy well he has this sort of like sunken eyes and like his features are kind of skeletal in yeah, terms yeah. like where you, he just looks like he's up to no good like no yeah. matter what especially if it involves children like i just i would not trust that man around any child like it just yeah he just has a gives off a re- weird vibe yeah um so i kind of felt i felt the same way about it when i first saw it i thought like right away and oh by the way those few friends that we went with they were like why are we seeing this they ended up loving it too it is it's of course it's a hard it's a hard watch i mean like it's not like like you said there are moments of brutality i mean like a a couple and then there's some yeah yeah yeah. but i think the stuff that's implied is is what makes things a little bit more uncomfortable especially when you're dealing with like child abduction like Mm -hmm. possible child murder and then all the stuff that goes along with like child abduction like because that falls into like child abuse and like other there's other implications in it that make it a bit like more disturbing than what you're actually like seeing play out on screen because it's not a slasher i mean it's not like there's blood everywhere and it's not like they're like it's just insanely realistic in terms of like that's why i think i was so scared by it or thrilled i guess in terms of it being a thrilling drama um it's just insanely realistic in terms of like the reactions of the characters especially hugh jackman's like playing the dad but yeah. also like how the children were abducted and the sort of mental state of Paul Dano's character who was a, who was also abducted and like seeing yeah. how like that can traumatically change an entire person's life, like what they've gone through. I, I just think that like it takes a, a very good take at a realistic reaction of an abduction and what especially like a very Christian man would go to any length, any length to, really, yeah. to save them. Yeah. You know, and what I love, like, because, like, in real life, if this would happen, if you're, like, because you, you watch, like, true crime stuff about child abduction and all mm-hmm. this stuff, they always talk about how, like, it was a, basically a seemingly normal day until, yep. like, it, it wasn't. So this movie starts, like, as a seemingly normal day. These two families just getting together 
on Thanksgiving. And like what it's I a like tradition, that, I'm guessing they've probably done this many times. All before. the time. Yeah. Yeah. They live close no enough problem. that the daughters do go over to each other's houses unattended. Like right. this is just a no- any other normal situation. Right. And I love what uh, the director does. Like, cause there's a lot of moments like this. Like there's a lot of moments of just like stillness and quiet where there's not like a lot of like the score is not intrusive. There's just like, yeah. you're just take you're just taking in like the atmosphere of like the neighborhood that they live in and kind of like it, it makes it feel like you are watching something that's real. Like mm-hmm. it, it, like you're, you're kind of like stuck in this moment with these people. I, I, at no moment when I was watching the movie felt like I was watching Hugh Jackman or Terrence Howard or Viola Davis. Yeah. Maria Bello, Maria Bello plays uh, Hugh Jackman's wife. Like I never got the impression that I was watching actors. Like they yeah, felt exactly. like real care. They felt like real characters. And did. yeah. And of course, like things. And I, like, I like what you said about like unassuming too, because yep. just the scene of the neighborhood, you could tell it's like a place where people walk their dogs all the time. Like kids go over to each other's houses. Like it just seems like a very normal suburban, I'm guessing Midwest, I think. Cause it's, yeah. it's pretty snowy towards the yeah. end. Um, yeah. Uh, just like Midwest town that um like people are have been living in for generations and families and everything like that so that just makes it even more like how could this happen how how is this happening to them right and what's you know it's interesting too because we like we get thrown into uh like once the girls go missing we get thrown in right away into like you know Paul Dano it seems his character it seems like Alex is the one that who has done this right yeah Uh, uh and and like what I liked about it, because again, like if you watch a lot of true crime stuff, they always talk about how, like, especially small towns, when stuff like this happens, they want, they need to blame someone. They need to figure out who did this. And if it's if it's obvious to them, they feel like that's the guy. Like, why aren't you going after him? Like, that is the guy that you're supposed to be. It's clear to us that he did it. And mm-hmm. there is this, like, you know, making someone a criminal long before you have any proof. Yeah. But exactly. but like but like. But what Hugh Jackson characters need, all he needs were those like couple of moments of what he said to him in the parking lot. Yep. And which, I mean, I guess anybody in like his position would assume the worst yeah. hearing, hearing something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. then it's of course him like hearing him sing the song that his daughters were singing on yep. Thanksgiving. So that's all he needs to like, for him to that's believe. That's his proof. Like, that's his, that's proof. his proof. That's all the proof that he needs. And what's interesting too is he, I mean, I, what I like about the movie is that it's not just the whodunit, right? There's all these different like themes going on, like, mm-hmm. uh, and and then also each character is dealing with the grief of this in very different, different ways, way, very, different, very different ways. ways. Like, you know, Hugh Jackman is Hugh, like his character is clearly desperate, desperate and, and angry, 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 at and unhinged at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his wife decides to like drown herself in like pills and like doing all that stuff like she's mm-hmm. barely barely alive but i think she's doing that because like there's moments where they walk in on her and she's just like crying in her bedroom like she's just, just like can't really, absolute like, despair or despair and then you have terrence howard's character who like they kind of kind of build up as like a pushover a little bit compared to like definitely yeah you jackman's character he and, just feels kind of helpless like i feel yeah. like his character he's just like i don't really know what to do i'm trying to trust the police but then like this other guy that's like obviously seems to have some very like believable ideas right. and is like very like he takes the lead and he takes like his force and is very assertive right. um so like how is he not gonna i mean his daughter's missing too how is he not right, exactly be like yeah like i actually do want to know but I, 
he definitely would not have done anything like that by himself. He not at all. And I, Hugh Jackman's yeah. character to instigate it. it. And I and I like what he says to him. But uh, at, at that point, where like at this point, Viola Davis also knows they're keeping him yeah. hostage, and he basically says like to him, like I know what you think of me, but I would like die for my daughter. So he almost like, I can feel like he feels that like they think that he hasn't He's, done enough yeah. or would do He's enough. trying to defend himself. Yeah. Uh, and um, but I like that they show all the different stages and different types of grief that would happen in a situation mm-hmm. like this. Like Viola Davis's character is somewhere in the middle, right? Like she's not yeah. completely, she's not completely angry and unhit. She's not like that, but like she has that line in the car when they get back to the house mm-hmm. and she's like, we're not going to help him kill him, but we're not going to no. stop him either. Yeah. And like, so she's kind of like, like, yeah, what I, what I saw was like pretty devastating. Association, but technically. Yeah. But we're going to do, he, we're going to let him do what he needs to do in order to find our kids. I mean, they could have let him, let Paul Dano go. Like in that moment, they could have done in that. In that moment so. when he said, when he tells him, like, if you want to let him go, let him go. Yeah. And then like, I, then I think Terrence Howard goes up to the thing to like start to open it. And she's like, think about like, basically think about her daughter. And then he kind of stops and doesn't let him go. Um, yeah. The, uh, so uh, I forgot how intense the, the scene is. I mean, actually several scenes are, but. Once he kind of reveals to Terrence Howard, like, all right, we, I have him. We're, I'm holding him somewhere mm-hmm. and I'm going to, and I'm going to get him. Okay. To talk. Do you want to do a little backstory before? That? Oh yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. basically, yeah. yeah. So it's like basically after Thanksgiving, the daughters go to the house to find this whistle that yeah. um, uh, she's lost. And it's basically like a safety whistle. It's red. Uh, yeah. And they, they go to look for it. They don't come back. The brother has tried to get them off this RV um, and so like, they've seen the RV, the brother knows about it. When they get back, the RV has gone. The girls are gone. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal gets called. Um, he's the detective. And then he finds the RV with Paul Dano. Paul Dano runs from him, crashes it, and then gets arrested. Um, they tell Hugh Jackman, he basically says, that's the guy. Um, I like, he obviously like, I can tell that that was him. Um, yeah. and then but they don't have the evidence to convict him. So they release him. There's nothing that they can charge him for. He didn't do anything. He's not saying anything uh, to the cops. And so they release him. And then he's supposed to be under surveillance. Jake Gyllenhaal, um, the cop as Loki, wants to make sure that he's being watched, um, but he's not. When right. Paul Dano's walking his dog, Hugh Jackman points a gun at him, abducts him, and then basically, because, and well, actually, so he's at the police station when he assaults him, basically saying, I know you did this, and he's getting released. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, Paul Dano's character says, um, he's like, they stopped laughing when I, when I last saw them or what, what, what was the exact, I think it's like, they said? stopped crying when I left or something like that. Yeah. When I, when left I left, them, they, yeah. St- they stopped crying. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. basically proof in, proof in and of itself that he's that's seen them, he, he knows where they are. And so when he's back home walking his dog, Hugh Jackman abducts him and, um, starts to basically interrogate him. And by interrogate, <laughs> beat, yeah, beat him to a bite. Well, you know, so it, it starts tied it to start, a radiator and gets beaten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it starts. It starts very briefly, not too bad. Like almost like I don't want to hurt you. Like just tell me yeah. what I need to know. Like, and then it quickly like turns into something completely different. And just I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I know they're actors and like that's the job. But like I'm just trying to imagine shooting some of that stuff. Uh, yeah had to be truly intense because i feel like hugh jackman just like i Terrifying. don't think he's me- i don't think he's method i mean i've never heard him talk about being a method actor at all. no um uh, but like he was on a whole another level here and well, like i 
like like that moment where he has like the hammer yeah that's the like, thing that i was gonna talk about yeah uh like i i just think like I, I honestly think terrence howard's acting in that even though he has no lines just shows his reaction is like basically the the audience's reaction like he's yeah. holding him as the guy's getting beaten and even hugh jackman's saying he's like listen i don't want to do this it's do gonna this. stop like i seriously like you know why won't you tell me I, i'm so confused because like, do you want to get beaten up? I, you're making me do something that's not me. I'm turning into this bad person. And then um, I think just the scene of him getting up and going to Hammer, you can just see yeah. Terrence Howard just kind of be like, oh, my gosh, like, what is yeah. he going to do? Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I was hmm. I was wincing because, like, he – so he has him up against the wall after he's, like, basically beat him in the face. And then he places his hand down. So I was like, oh, he's gonna, oh, the faucet. I was like – and I, my initial thought, even when I first saw it, like, almost yeah. 10 years ago i was like he's gonna like crack his fucking fingers off yeah like, i hope they don't show that <laughs> um like that's what it makes it builds up to but then like there's just all this like unhinged rage like where yeah, he starts smashing like, the sink around sink, it he, yeah yeah it's i don't think i don't even think at that point he's ready to do what he does later yeah like exactly he's yeah. basically like i'll hit you and i'm just like basically beating you up for kidnapping my daughters but then it just turns into like at that moment i think that's when he starts to become unhinged like yeah. that is when his characters like listen yeah. i will do anything and i could care less what what happens to you I, what i have to do to someone else yeah and i also want to point out to you like uh I, what also feels very true to life is like before they before he kidnaps him and all that and he's talking to jake gyllenhaal and they're going through that whole discussion about how they gave them lie detector tests because mm-hmm. usually in a situation like that, they do like look at the family like yeah. first. And um, he's basically like, well, did you give him one? And that's when Jake Gyllenhaal is like, he has like the mental capabilities of like a 10 year old. So like mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't even think that he could even have, he could even abduct two little girls. Yeah, exactly. and, and if and if it did happen, he didn't do it by himself. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like kind of like, I mean, like Jake Gyllenhaal already has like doubts about it, but like, it just shows how like, Hugh Jackman's character already is just like no like almost like he needs that to be the guy because he wants yeah. to find his yeah he wants to find his daughter like right away and well, like I he think believes- there's such a great parallel too between I mean it's, it's the reason that Jake Gyllenhaal is such a great supporting actor in that is because like he's never not solved the case like they, right. they build his character up as like he's solved everything he has he's an ace detective he's trusted um, and he'll he'll also do whatever it takes to solve a case. So it's like they're both on sort of these similar paths of yeah. like they will do whatever it takes to make sure they get the final result that they're looking for. But it's obviously on they ha- both have very different beliefs because I mean the law it shows sometimes that I mean parents are sitting there at every single waking minute of the day wondering where their child is and it it's is. probably just so awful and traumatic and whatever whatever it is. But there's honestly only so much the police can do at a certain amount of time like they can yep. canvas they can ask questions they can follow leads but unless they know where they are then they can't just go and find them so like i seeing sort of that like why aren't you doing more that's got to right. be a, a very realistic thing that yeah. parents go through when something like this happens and it also shows where police like fuck like fuck up too like when he yeah. makes that comment to him like you were supposed to be surveilling him like why weren't you surveilling him and they're basically like well we don't have enough money to like just look after yeah. like people like, like that we are like yeah and, and, and the then CIA. he was like yeah and then he was like all i need you to do is like if you would have told me that something changed like something was different that you suddenly weren't surveilling him anymore he's like i would have done it myself 
Like I would have like stayed up all night and like looked out, you know, you know, for him, mm-hmm. like watch out for him. And I thought that was interesting too. It does show like why like sometimes people in this situation are not completely trusting of like law enforcement because like yeah they feel like they're not doing everything they can do to uh even even the, when some people are like there's definitely yeah, yeah. like 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 jake Hall's character is and like, but like he's yeah you can tell he's putting in 20 hour days to try yeah. and get this stuff fixed yeah and you know and he's an interesting character too because like you basically have to like kind of fill in the dots about like him and his personality and like and i think that's the case with like a lot of movies like this where like you don't necessarily learn everything about the detective working the case but mm-hmm. you can kind of like assume like what their personality would be like. Like I, yeah. like I think you kind of mentioned earlier that like he's been just completely dedicated to his work, and yeah, like he, he, he like the first thing you see him, he's sitting in an empty diner alone. Yeah. It's probably oh. two thirty in the morning, yeah. and like you can tell, he probably doesn't really have a lot of friends. He doesn't yeah. talk to anyone on the force. He does everything by himself because he probably has this mentality of if I'm not going to do it, if, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done right. And so, right. like, he's just a career man dedicated to this thing, and he's invested his entire life to becoming yeah. what he is there, but he does, doesn't have anyone. And that's so right. crazy to see next to Hugh Jackman, who has everything, but it's taken from him. So it's, yeah. like, it's so yeah. crazy to kind of see that, like, parallel. Uh, it's just yeah. such a really brilliantly written story. It is. I mean, like, someone said that, like, I was reading, like, a review, and I'm, like, kind of paraphrasing it, that, like, all the characters are kind of like prisoners in their own right. Like they were even saying like James yeah. Hall is like a prisoner to his job and like to like, and like he like has like kind of isolated himself <clears throat> a little mm-hmm. bit. And um, I, I didn't know this, like the writer, uh, Aaron, uh, something else. Yeah. Some, he um, is based on the short, yeah, it's based on a short story that he wrote. And like, he um, also loosely based the short story on like, the Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, yeah. So there's, and there are, and there are shades of that, and especially when, like, after Hugh Jackman decides to, like, board up Alex instead of, like, like, he's like, I can't, like, if I do anything else to him, I'm going to kill him. I can't, like, physically harm him anymore. Um, But, like, Hugh Jackman is getting so, like, out of control that he's just basically like, tell me, tell me something. And like, he's like, it feel like he's starting to like hear things and go like, just go completely yeah. out of his mind. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's also because he's keeping this, well, keeping this big secret. He, he has told like his, he has told Terrence Howe's character. He has told Viola Davis' character, but he completely starts neglecting the wife. His, yeah, his wife he, and his kids, his whole family. His kids, who he, who he should be like, I thought that was interesting too, that like he's been spending so, like actually, eventually both of them begin spending so much time going back and forth to like try to get this confession out of them that they have completely like you know I, that's why i think this stuff is good with the you know the creepy guy breaking into the house because viola davis is daughter and stuff is alone in the house while they're basically trying to interrogate alex yeah when they should be at home looking yeah. after their you know the daughter that's there and then the hugh jackman, still in their yeah, lives yeah and hugh jackman should be at, like tending to his wife who's like basically medicating herself because she's so like grief stricken and it just kind of shows like kind of like priorities kind of change when you have like tunnel vision like when you're then also the progression of like when he when he's like boarding him up it's like you can see the the um uncertainty in his head where he's like i was so certain that this was the guy he knows something 
Yeah. And then he's still not getting anything. And Dang. it's like, he, I think he starts to realize that either he made a mistake. And I mean, that's why he goes to um, the aunt's house at the end, obviously yeah, yeah. To, to apologize. To apologize. Um, yeah. And like, cause he's trying to like pay for his sins or his transgressions, whatever it is. Yeah. But it's like, you can kind of see his own thought process of like, Oh my gosh, this is maybe not the right choice. And then we see it directly parallel in Jake Gyllenhaal when he smashes his keyboard at the, um, yeah. cause he's just like completely frustrated with like, how is this not the guy? guy like, yeah. I was, go- was going to get an answer out of him and now he can't. It's yeah. kind of the exact same as Hugh Jackman. He's like, why didn't I get this answer? I know there's something there, but like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I was going to, I was actually going to ask you, like, do you think that Hugh Jackman never quite always knew or like, it was there just a moment where he was like, I don't, I now don't think this is the guy, but I've gone too far. And yeah, this is where we're at. The thing that was just me that I kept thinking about while I was watching it. It's like, his reasons for kidnapping him were, I know, you know, something right. not necessarily like, you know, where my daughters are like, you're the one who kidnapped them. He's like, you have information that will lead directly to the safe return of my daughter, which is true. <laughs> I mean, he's not yeah. wrong. So like, right. I, like in all reality, he, everything he did was truthful. His reasonings were correct, I guess, but yeah. like, they he just went about it in such a crazy way with someone who is not mentally able to even give up that information, especially and, and, under severe stress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The most severe stress. <laughs> yeah. And like, and it's crazy because then like he does give him an answer, like, you'll find your daughters in the maze. And it's like yeah. that's just even more cryptic than no answer at all. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. I, so it makes it worse. He's like, uh, yeah. like where's the maze? And, and then like that just gives him an even more like a glimmer of hope that's going to continue for him to want to interrogate him more. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, I think when he was boarding him up, I felt like at that point he was like, I don't know for sure anymore. Mm -hmm. But I've already gone too far. I've gone too far. far. I've gone too far. And, but I I do think it's interesting how he kind of deflects, like when Terrence Howard tells him about the other guy, the the composite sketch, like they think it might be this other dude. Mm -hmm. And then that's not even enough information. He's like, yeah, he obviously they're working together. Like, it's not enough that this could be a guy, another guy that did it on his own. He's uh, still right. He's still right. And and I the only reason, I, another reason I think he kind of doubts himself once he starts boarding him up is when Terrence Howard's like, you don't know if this is the right guy. And he's like, I do know. And he has like, no, you don't. And he's like, I do. And he's like, no, I know you. I know that you don't know wow. if this is the right guy. Yeah. And like, that's when I kind of like, I, I think in that moment, he really doesn't. No. Like, no, like if it is or not. He's but questioning like, everything. it's like, yeah, it, it's already gone too far. And I do, I do want to move a little bit ahead. When Viola Davis first goes and sees him, first of all, that first image of him, when she takes the sack off of his head yeah, and he's completely just bloodied and Dude, bloated and his eyes look. Like when you see him getting beat up originally, you're like, wow, that's bad. But then yeah. what, uh, that second image is just, you can't even recognize him. Right. And I thought it was interesting, too, because like Hugh Jackman's character has gone to these violent links to get answers. And then she goes the opposite, which is emotional. like emotional, emotional and nurturing, which is why she unties him. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, you know, like kind of comp- basically trying to like. Whatever he might have, whatever we're trying to, he I, might have she's like the good cop, like, I'm going to help you get out of this. Yeah. Like, just and, please. And honestly, like in a movie with so many, so many good people in it, and I know like and we'll talk a little bit about like, especially Hugh Jackman in this, like as far as the performance, like 
the supporting people are very good too. Like, I mean, they all like, like, I think that in that moment for her, that's probably her, her strongest moments where she's just kind of yeah. like, you know, please. Well, it and, makes her feel like she's underutilized sometimes. Yeah, and she like, shows, and she their shows, performances yeah. are so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, she's an Oscar winner, right? But like for a while, like she was kind of like a supporting player a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I know like the, what a good supporting actor should do is kind of like prop up the leads. And like, I yeah. think that a lot of these people do, but like they, they should be recognized for their moments too. Like you, Definitely. like you pointed out that whole thing with Terrence Howard, like him just reacting and not saying a word when like was exactly my. Like, I was like, out. I'm Terrence Howard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Moment. And like you know, Maria Bello, who plays uh, Hugh Jackman's wife, also is just really, really. I buy into her. Like that scene where like Jake Gyllenhaal after like the guy breaks into their house and like mm-hmm. sneaks out, and she's basically telling him like you know like this one i heard this noise and now this window's open and she can tell like he's not take because he can tell that like something's wrong with her like she's clearly mm-hmm. like she's not herself and then he looks over at the table and sees all the pill bottles and she's like why aren't you writing this down um mm-hmm. but i guess the good thing about that scene is when they go in the basement and he kind of realizes like he's like looking around and there's like lie everywhere and then he's like and i think it kind of comes to him too like why are you here alone this late like yeah, where's your where's husband? Your, like, where's where her husband? He? Yeah, where's her husband? And she's like, well, he's off like helping the police find her daughter. And he's like, he's like I'm the police. But, but, but yeah, he's thinking himself like, no, he's not. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and she was like, and he always out to say, he's like, yeah, when he's looking for, her. and then that's when he puts together like, like he's like, whoa, something. We up. haven't we haven't seen Alex in like a bit, like, and we also I, haven't seen him in a while, Keller. Oh, him in a while, yeah, in a while, yeah. And I, I love the scene where he follows him. Uh, that, that, and, the, the argument in the car, man, is yeah, and like that, and like it was funny too. That scene where he follows him is is tense, even though it doesn't seem like it should be that tense. But yeah. you have like the tr- they have the trash truck behind him that starts honking, and then like he turns around, and is like, oh wait, I know who that is, and then he like makes a beeline back to the liquor store to make it look like he was just going to go get like alcohol or whatever. Yeah, and like how I'm thinking the scene's going to play out when I first saw it is that Jake Gyllenhaal is just going to like give up, like fuck, I you know. Like, fucked up tailing him this time i'm just gonna go but he sits there and like waits for him to walk back to the car and he's like why are you following me he's like get in the car <laughs> he doesn't even yeah. like yeah like you know like where were you well, going <laughs> it's also like, i thought that i think it's not only just the acting but the writing as well in that scene yeah. hugh jackman's very believable but also just a little bit enough of he's already been seen doing some sketchy things yeah. so when they when, when he asks him about alex he's I mean, his answer is very good. It's like, oh, I don't know. He's guilty. I know he's guilty. You know, I think he's guilty. He probably left yeah. town. Yeah. So yeah. he's like defending himself, but also giving him pretty good answers to not Dude. suspect him. And also, I think he sort of acts more angry than he is in a in a certain moment to make kind of throw off the scent. And yeah, then, the he yeah. and he angry. Re- and then he angry. gets actually angry. Then he actually gets where he's like, he's like, no, seriously, like. I was pretending, but seriously, why aren't you doing this? Like, why aren't you doing more? Which makes it even more believable. Yeah. It's just, it's a really great scene that shows sort of a awkward interaction that turns into just an emotionally charged, like. Dude, when he starts like crazy. yelling and he's like, and he's like, and so excuse me if I'm not going home to like get a good night's sleep. And he just starts yelling at him. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's so real and it's so visceral. And like, like you said, it does, the argument does start off one way where it's like trying to deflect. And then yeah, it becomes it's, it's like an interrogation real. kind of. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm lying. And then it just turns into, like you said, just visceral and real. And like, e- just... like even Loki knows, like, okay, okay, like, this is gone, like, oh, like, fuck. Yeah, too right. far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can, 
I we can pump the brakes for like yeah. a second. Um, that scene, like uh, that's Hugh Jackman's like strongest scene, I think. And I mean, I there's a lot that, of strong scenes. Yeah, but, like <laughs> I mean, even just I think the the best moment of it too was like, yes, I know you're working on it and you're doing a lot and you're doing it, but at the end of the day she's expecting me to save her i'm her dad like yeah, she's yeah. expecting me to walk in there and why haven't why hasn't like she's wondering why hasn't yet haven't yet yeah. and like you, like you can do whatever you want but i'm the dad i it's my responsibility i lost my daughter so he's feeling blame he's feeling guilt he's feeling upset gosh it's just it's crazy to see that it's all really in 30 all seconds one. Yeah, and it's also crazy too. I know you touched on like the religious aspect of that character too, but like that mm-hmm. is a conflict as well, right? You have like this like Christian man who like wants, I mean, inherently wants to do good. I mean, that's like yeah. you know, and even people like that get pushed like to the brink where it's like you know, who knows what you'll do if like you know, yeah, your daughter goes missing. I mean, like, and you see him sort of lose his faith. Like yeah. I think that was like the kind of the arc of that that part is, is like you see him lose his his faith and, and what he believes in. Like how could this happen to me? I mean that's the whole reason that they abducted the children. Like the yeah. like that's they're they're trying to get back at God for yeah the taking their own son. And so it's like that religious aspect. And then you see him like obviously in the final scene, he's like he's praying for yeah. like basically trying to return his faith. And I, I think that that is such a sort of very very subtle moment like part of the movie that i didn't realize until probably my second or third watch yeah um so when i first saw it i knew i knew in my head like in my heart i was like okay it's too obvious for it to be alex like yeah i mean i mean like right right off the bat right right off the bat right even though i mean and they play up like kudos to paul dano who always plays weird people uh, he's, a sweet t- t- he's a really good actor and also i've seen him in interviews and he's normal i mean he like i i think he i think he just has a look he that, also like, has the look know? too yeah he's not as creepy as the other guy but he just still play like even his character in um uh there will be blood is just like yeah. a little weird <laughs> yeah i also thought it was funny that they have him singing like jingle bells batman spells robin lady nick because he eventually will play the riddler in the that the is batman crazy. so like yeah, so, wow. so there so i didn't even that. think about it like that <laughs> i was like when i was watching i was like oh like you manifested that for yourself yeah <laughs> for you. he definitely did uh, uh but yeah like so like paul daniel's just so like the character i guess it's just so weird right so i was like that's too mm-hmm. obvious for but i really didn't know like where it was going though no uh i mean they make all. it very obvious that jake gyllenhaal thinks it's brad right but like i am still a little bit uncertain about that whole thing too like the mazes i don't i, I know he's just like a creepy guy and like yeah, yeah. that's just kind of what he like he steals children's clothes and like there's a pig's head in his sink yeah. and like, like there's like like he's just a weird like very red hair, red, red herring number two yeah exactly but like <laughs> yeah. I, like the mazes and like all these like the book and everything um he's obviously suicidal like he doesn't yeah. want to like, like he does kill himself and it's just yeah. like that that whole thing was just such a and i i i think that's why jake gyllenhaal reacted the way that he did it's yeah. so utterly confusing and like there's no end to it and like as you can tell in jake gyllenhaal's character he needs an ending he needs something to be closed finished wipe your hands off it's done i solved yeah. it there's no more leads to find right 
and that is just such a it just halts everything and you just you just really have no idea where to go from there yeah so it's like i in like when i first saw it too i was like fuck like what's gonna happen like who did it I have no well yeah idea. yeah so in, in my head I was there's like, only a, there's only a few characters they don't really introduce yeah. a whole so, lot of people in my head i was like who's left right and then i yeah totally forgot about melissa leo playing holly because yep. like she's not in it a lot she's unassuming I mean, it's unassuming right and like so you kind of forget about her yeah. <laughs> uh, and even when we were like they were gearing up to it i was like uh I was, I was like, well, I mean, I guess it would make sense because she's connected to Alex. But it w- wasn't just that, like, what they did was really good. It wasn't just about, like, all right, she was a part of this. But it was, like, how, like, this happened, like, like, all the stuff with Alex and all this, like, all this, like, stuff that happened before with, like, mm-hmm. other people. And that was what was surprising to me. It, more than, like, the who did it, it was the who and the, like, why. Yeah, and like all of it that kind of came together with that and like all these movies a lot of these movies can fall apart when they reveal like yeah the motive and like whatever this is it, but, it could it could have been a very easy like really yeah like, kind of like it, oh, it, that's where you went yeah but it happens so like organically and that like where you're just like oh like you totally buy it like yeah you, and, and and by the time you get to those final scenes with her you're like because she's not like that in when you first meet her no. I mean, she, she might be like, like, come off like a little weird, but like, it's not like you don't suspect anything. Like when nope. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal first goes to her house and she talks to him for the first time, like you don't get that at all. No, uh, I was completely, I mean, my friends that saw it with me when we saw it in theaters, like, well, I had no idea this is where this was going. Yeah. And, and that in itself, like the whole motive is like really it's dark and mm-hmm. like unsettling. And like, like I said before, it's like, you don't see like, violent stuff happened to kids in this and like but it's all the implications of like where your head can go yeah uh thinking about like what you know the situations that happened before like all that stuff yeah it it leaves a lot of imagination like i I think it that's why i think using the word ambiguous like i used before it's like you kind of have to put it together yourself and yes you can yes there's very explicit reasons for why they did everything and like yes you can kind of come to your own conclusion but like everything is so just like uncertain about everything. Like this is such an interesting thing that could happen. And all of these pieces that kind of fit together in this certain situation for, for it all to happen. Um, But like, I don't know. I, I just really think that even the movie doesn't give us like the satisfaction. Like we don't get to see the reuniting of the daughter and her family. We don't necessarily get to see, we don't get to see Hugh Jackman, whether or not he survives or not. Like, yeah. I think the resolutions that we are looking for when we first get introduced to this whole topic, they yeah. they don't even really show it, which is right. wild, I think. Which is like a very brave thing to do. I mean, yeah. like, cause I can like piss off a lot of people that would see it. They're like, yeah, I want like definitive answers, but I kind of like when movies do that, where they kind of like, Hey, open for interpretation. You decide yeah. where these characters end up. Like mm-hmm. um, you want to believe that it's a positive like because you've watched this uh, these families go through hell yeah. for mm-hmm. two and a half hours yeah um but yeah i mean i like that they kind of leave it up in the air a little bit where it's... I, I also think like so there's actually a fun fact so they did film an ending to the movie actually so like when they were filming it they did and right before they released it they did have an ending where um he does get found so right. like just in case audiences needed but it was never written in the 
works. Like the original intention was to leave it up to the interpretation of the audience. So right. like, I'm glad that it's, I'm so glad that it stayed that way uh, right. because I just think it would have like, it, it would have kind of put every other decision that they've made in the movie a little bit, like it wouldn't have mattered as much. Like I think that it was right. a great choice to leave it to up to us. Um, but like, I think I, I kind of want to pivot back to like the, um, the abduction and everything. Yeah. Like the use of LSD thing that I never would have expected. <laughs> it's yeah. such a <laughs> strange, but also it makes so much sense. Like yeah. how do you get two children to be quiet and yeah, yeah. like unassuming in a place that's very possibly easy to find. Yeah. Like, that and angle I, was so dark, to so dark too, dude. Like I was like, was really? just, oh like, my gosh, dude. That was super dark. I was like, your damn. Kid. Yeah. It's a quick way <laughs> yeah. to get your kid to not do drugs in college. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, like I said, like all this stuff with the abduction and all that, and uh, it just feels real. Like a lot of that stuff yeah. that happens feels like, I mean, like, like I said before, like I watched a ton of true crime stuff and like, you can, like, I can watch like a documentary about, a child abduction and this mm -hmm. movie mirrors that like very almost well. to a t where it's like it's mm -hmm. this is exactly how like some some of these towns react this is sometimes how some of these families react mm -hmm. it's you know they really feel like the police aren't doing enough the police believe that they're doing what they can with what they have uh mm -hmm. you know sometimes they don't have the resources to deal with something like this um i thought like they touched on all that in a really realistic manner and yeah and especially i mean especially like you know some people do like when they, like i said when they think that's the guy or the girl or whoever that did it they they zero in on it and yeah some and then some towns do kind of go into this kind of like vigilante justice kind of scenario I'm especially when they myself yeah especially when they feel like the law is not moving fast enough yeah and i, I also think too that it, it puts into the light that I mean, all the things like when Terrence Howard's daughter is found, right. like everything that they ask her, she's being truthful about it all. Like she's yeah. giving them the right answers, but just yeah. the adults, they're like, no, she's, she's been through yeah. a lot of shock. Like they don't believe her. Yeah. And uh, like, there's, there's all of these moments where like, no one's actually really told any lies in this movie. Yeah. Like everyone That's actually, true. like, yeah, every, everyone is playing, is telling the truth, doing what they think is what is right. What, what is right. And yeah. I just think that scene, like, because you can see just, it's such a wild moment that I did not expect the other daughter to be found. Like, that was such a yeah, I didn't expect moment, that. I think, I expect that either, yeah. It's, like, right when he's losing hope. It's right, right when Hugh Jackman's like, I'm, you know what? Like, she, it's been, whatever, a couple weeks. She's probably dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I have to accept that fact. That just instantly sparks it, his, his manic again, like, his mania. Yeah. I think so. Oh, I got what you just said kind of took me back to the scene in the car where like Jake Chillin all said it hasn't been like seven days yet. It hasn't been seven days. And then that six. is what pisses that's what pisses him off. Yeah. That's what like triggers him. He's like, yeah, it's been mm -hmm. sick. Like basically like, what's the big fucking difference? Fuck like, you. Yeah, you know, fuck yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it hasn't been seven days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I thought that was like I was trying to think of like I was trying to remember like and I just watched it too, like what the moment was that made him go like, all right, now I'm it's pissed snapped. off. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was it was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone is doing what they think is kind of right. I mean, like, it it puts you in an interesting position because, like, I, I, I mean, I'm not a violent person, so I don't think I could do what 
no, no, dude, there's no dead. way. <laughs> like, there's, there's, I, no like, way. Like, there's no way I could like stage a kidnapping and then hold like someone like that hostage. I mean, and then I like, feel like I and would then I like, would hope whatever. If I had told you like, yo, dude, I'm holding this guy. I I'd hope like, you would like talk bro. to Tim Like, what's wrong with <laughs> I you? Been like, dude, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you're, you're way different than I thought you were. Oh, you were, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, but like, I do think some people would though. Like, they definitely oh, might definitely, get there. Definitely. Like, like the thing but is, it does... such a, it's such a, un like it's so uncommon and in, infinitely, like you can't prepare someone to go through that. Like you, you yeah. can't just expect someone's reaction to be, like, in any way viable or realistic, <laughs> because, like, and and so I, I mean, I, I'm guessing just at this point, like, I would probably be in, in the stage of both of Hugh Jackman and his wife of complete yeah. despair mixed with absolute anger and frustration. Like it, right. it's probably be a mix of both of those. Um, they just show every single response to that situation. That is like, it's such a, in each of the different characters. It's yeah. so well done. Like, I kind of feel like if anyone, I probably, if I got brought in on something like this, I'd be the Terrence Howard. I, I think Terrence I would, Howard. I mean, I think, but I think eventually I would say something to someone else or tell, I go to the police. I mean, just to see, just seeing how like out of control it was getting now. I, I think things get complicated because he gets the wife involved and now she knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he can't really, you know, that's the whole like. I just, I think it's do. actually so, it's so funny too. Cause you can tell that he's so uncertain about the situation about whether or not to tell anyone. Yeah. Or like confront Hugh Jackman. The second he tells his wife, they cut to the scene. She's knocking on his door. The and it's door. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, so good. She immediately takes action when he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but like, but that we were saying that's like kind of what the character is like. And it seems like he, like when we, even when we first meet him, he seems more of like, I think, I guess pushover is the wrong word. But like compared to Hugh Jackman, who seems more like, a, yeah, yeah, Hugh Jackman's character feels more like the alpha and like and the, you can even see that in the way that he raises his son to the way yeah. like uh like and they, hunter, they don't have like even in the first you know, hunter and all that and they don't have like a ton of scenes together but you kind of get that kind of like what the family dynamics are like in just a few moments right you only get like a few early moments to like know what this family was like when they were like happy and yeah. and and that's all you really get there's not like a lot of like exposition with these guys like scene after scene you get that one normal kind of bit of like bit of normalcy with Thanksgiving and then that's it and totally didn't realize that Dylan Minnette plays the son he was in like don't breathe I like I like I totally forgot that he was like in this uh he does a great job I mean yeah like and I always respect those actors that at that age because he was probably what like 18 or 17 or something like yeah that excuse me it's such an interesting like position to that's a serious movie to pretend to be in <laughs> like as, yeah, at, yeah, at that yeah. stage in your life. Like he does a great job in everything that he reads. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was really wow. good without, yeah. Without, without like a lot, a lot to do. I mean, but he, mm-hmm. I think he kind of sold because he has like the scene with, when his mom, he's like trying to calm her down when she realizes like yeah. someone was in the house. Like, yeah, I think that, I think everyone from top to bottom is very good in this, but I know we talked about this offline, and I, I know we keep singing out Hugh Jackman because I know Jake Gyllenhaal is the other like lead technically, mm-hmm. um, who's also very good. So like we all, I, I was mentioning earlier how like supporting, it's weird to call Jake Gyllenhaal supporting. I know. Call, <laughs> I'll, I'll say co-lead. Co-lead, uh, yeah. They're I'll definitely just say co-lead, right? Like he has the more straight role here, right? Like 
yeah. we don't really get to learn like a ton about him like i said we have to just kind of fill in the blanks about like who his character is and he's a much more subdued person until that until he's not uh yeah. when, you know when he really when he's like well how is this not the guy like i thought i had the guy um but hugh jackman was on I, like i i mentioned this earlier like this movie only got one oscar nomination and it was for best cinematography and that's great because it looks the movie looks amazing it's great yeah it looks amazing um i am kind of stunned that it didn't get nominated for best picture that year or for the year it qualified and i'm especially stunned that at least what was in that admit, class what was in that I, class let me look i'm gonna look it up uh really quick so that would be 2014. let me see because i i mean because like it was like um like the movie was on the national board of review as like the top one of the top 10 movies uh of the year that it came out it got really good reviews. I mean, it has an eighty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, so it was Captain Phillips, Gravity, American Hustle, Twelve Years a Slave. Fuck, man, those are a lot of Oscar push oh. movies. Oh, oh wait, 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 say, wait, Sam again. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out which one I would kick. Captain Phillips, The Wolf of Wall Street, Twelve Years a Slave, Her, Gravity, American Hustle, and Dallas Buyers Club. That is I, a hell of a year. I think I would kick out Captain Phillips. With Black Black oh, I would definitely. I would. Below <laughs> this one. That's why I had you repeat. That's why I had you repeat it. I was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, okay, I kick out Captain. I like Phillips. it. I do like it better than Gravity, but like, um, those are you are able some, to see? Those are some um, pretty. What like, actors? Wolf of Wall Street, Twelve Years a Slave, <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club. Like, those whoa. Are hard so that means against. so the act so the actors nominated that year would be that would be Matthew McConaughey would be Jared Leto one too. Uh, Jared Leto was supporting, so and then lead that would be Joaquin Phoenix. He got nominated for her. Yep. Uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio got nominated for Wolf of for Wall Street. Wolf Wall Street. I don't know who the other two would be to fill in that spot, but I don't know how Hugh Jackman missed his shot here. Yeah, especially like, yeah, I, I think he should have been nominated at least for that. Because he, you know, he was nominated for Les Misérables before this. Um, yeah, and, and um, I'm not saying that he, he was bad in it. I. Larry Rizmarov is not my it's not my vibe. That's not your I like type. I like I like I like some movie musicals, but that is like it's way too like movie musical. It's like it's basically yeah, it's opera. opera. It's, it's opera, opera. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's good in it. And like you know, like we all know that he is a song and dance man in real life. Like this is a guy who like could go from playing Logan Wolverine to like doing Broadway. Like he like has yeah. done like so many different things. Uh, we talked about like what his best performance is like off well off of this before mm -hmm. and but watching this again today i i can like wholeheartedly say i think this is like his strongest performance of his career yeah um it's it's really hard to contend with any other one besides this one i mean he's so great in the prestige but that you don't see this i, I love the word you used visceral side of it like yeah his it's just so gripping and and like gritty the the, yeah. the the feeling of hopelessness mixed with this anger and yeah and just unhingedness like we keep saying it's like it i think you're right it's definitely top three performances probably with the prestige and his job as in logan maybe i don't know yeah yeah there's a, there's a uh, lot of really good ones he's yeah and I just wonder, I just kind of want to know what the vibe was like on set, because this is such a serious movie, right? And I'm just wondering, yeah. like, are they in that headspace the entire time? Or is it, I mean, like, because it's, it's such an intense yeah. movie. How can from, like, you start, not be? There's like, there's like, there's like, there's no levity other than like the introduction during Thanksgiving. <laughs> if, if they're yeah. joking around on set, how could they be prepared to be 
I, I feel like it was a very like I I don't know how long like the shoot time was for this and and how yeah. long it took for them to to make it, but that was probably a very intense four to five months or whatever yeah. it was like. This. And I also want to give Paul Dano credit for being a trooper because I'm sure that wasn't easy. No, playing oh that either. And like that, I mean, there. I mean, it's a really great performance from him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm he had to endure a lot. I mean, of course he's not really being physically hurt, but there's a lot to kind of. You're still you tied to, to a radiator. You're still tied <laughs> to your radiator. You also have, like, I know it's acting, but you have, like, this intense fucking dude, like, yelling at you. Yelling at you. And, like, screaming, pretending to you. beat the shit out of you. And then, like, the all the, like, the fucking makeup that they had to use to, like, make him look Prosthetics like Prosthetics and everything. Yeah. Over, yeah, like, uh, he did a really good job as well, I think. Like, yeah. Uh, you know. It, like I know I said like he's he's he seems like he gets typecast of these kind of people <laughs> uh but like he is a good actor he's a very solid actor very good and uh yeah um I do want to kind of mention uh uh is there anything else you want to mention about the movie in general uh for a, um, a few facts yeah no I, I I wanted to ask you um what you think happens at the end like if you could give like the next like I don't know like right after you see so so basically the, the way the movie ends is you see jake Hall recovered from his injuries he's left the hospital mm-hmm. after he's killed the abductor um he saved the girl but hugh jackman's still missing so but he's also on the run because they know that he kidnapped paul dano right so right. like you could interpret that as you think he's on the run he's not coming back he's still missing so him being yeah. gone is not alert for the police at this point which is crazy honestly in, in that moment but, but he goes back to the scene where they're recovering some things and he hears the whistle oh, it's a whistle so, yeah so like but then it just cuts to black and so it, it kind of leaves it up for interpretation whether or not you think he heard him he's gonna just think that it was the wind whatever it is right. i wanted to hear what you think happens right after that and i always wonder what it's like when like like we have like detect like you have characters like this that like are yeah they have to, they have to do the right thing and mm-hmm. like all that stuff um a part of me believes, like, considering what they've watched, he, what he's watched him go through, uh, even though what he did to Alex was, like, completely wrong, like, he, he does mention that, like, he thinks that, like, he's a good man, though. Like, he has, yeah. like, this, this not, like, this isn't someone who was, like, prone to, like, break the law or do bad things or anything like that. This is just someone like, that is reacting based solely on, like, grief and desperation. Yeah. Um a part of me wants to believe that like he heard it and just let him be. I mean, I, I, I would like, like I would want him to, it sucks. Cause I feel, I feel bad saying that he should be caught for what he did, but like, it's, yeah. I kind of don't want, I kind of don't want him to be, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like I, I know that's the right thing uh, for him to get caught. Um, so you'd rather have also, him die, like not be found by Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't want to see him like I feel like if he if he dies and in a weird way like he's kind of like there's some peace there a little bit because Absolved like from his a, a little bit and then like because he gets caught and then like goes to jail or to prison whatever like yeah you know there's that um I think there's a little there's a little poetry in that of like if he is completely if he's just if he dies then like he's kind of mm-hmm. absolved of, of the things that he did and he says he is a Christian man like. That is what would if you you know ask for forgiveness before that happens like you know you are absolved of your sins and like yeah there's that part of it too i think i 
it, it, both endings are so bleak. There's no like way where I'm, I'm trying to figure out how can I make this like happy? Like, no, oh, like, could he just like, can't. like there's, if there's he survives, ending, but... if he survives and he like gets caught and turns himself in, could you like be like, is there a case for like temporary insanity or like something like that? Could you get him off based on that? But then mm-hmm. I'm overthinking it, I think. Yeah, um, no, yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. I, so like, the, way I, the way I interpret it is like, I think there's two two ways that it, that it kind of goes. It's like, especially in, t- in the theme of prisoners, like no. I, I think one is that he hears the whistle, whether or not it's that like that exact moment that he uncovers the uh, hole and whatever it is underneath the no. truck, whatever. I think he finds him and then he goes to jail. Hugh Jackman then becomes the prisoner literally by going to jail for however long it is and then kind of he's already left his family like he's kind of just become this different person now he's already made his choices and he's going to be um he's going to face the consequences of them but then i also think there's this other side of it where he hears the whistle but he still can't find him and i I think um uh the woman who abducts the children what's what's the actress's name uh melissa leah yeah melissa leah um like she even said you'll probably last down there for 24 hours so like yeah if he didn't find him in 24 hours he's gonna die and then he'll never right. find him right but then if that's the case then jake gyllenhaal is the prisoner of like he's st- there's no actual closure like he's yes he might have found the girl he knows who abducted but he, it but he, like but what happened him. to the dad why what What's happened to him yeah where so was he's gonna be locked he's gonna be, lo- he's he's gonna be gonna locked be, yeah, locked himself, in his own yeah. head beating himself up for like why he couldn't figure this last one out and so i think like both endings, like you said, super bleak, super <laughs> like not good. Like, but yeah. I think that's I like to think that he found him because I like Jake Joan Hall's character a little bit better. I think than yeah. I don't know, man. It's 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 just hard. A, it's it's super hard. And honestly, the whole thing is really bleak too because like they've gone through this whole thing with like the abduction of their kids, and yeah, they get them back. But like now, like now the dad's gone. Yeah, and like the, now the family, the family's still not whole family is still fractured so it's like there's no like no i mean like, it changed their lives forever regardless ever. of yeah. whether yeah no matter how you like no matter how you look at it and these are all based on like completely impulsive decisions yeah you know, like you know you, if you just maybe would have waited a little bit i mean like i said it's hard when you're the family member and they're telling you to like you gotta wait this out we can only hold him for 48 hours like all this other stuff like well it know, goes back to what you were saying too like it's such a normal day and it changes instantaneously. Like yeah. that's how quickly right it changes. Away. Hugh Jackman's life and his family's life changes forever when he's like, I'm going to kidnap him and get some answers or even just like yeah. hold him real, get some answers from then on. It just, there's no going back after that. Like it's just these yeah. quick impulse, little things that change the course of the, um, the character's lives forever, which is super wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's crazy. And you know, I, but I do give, screenwriter credit for like not wrapping up everything in a neat little bow i mean i'm sure that mm-hmm. was i mean i like you know most people that go see movies don't i mean like i said don't like that they they need a resolution. lot of people they, they need resolution and like and i get i mean i kind of get that too because like you're spent you spent two hours like watching something and your money <laughs> and your money and your money <laughs> and your hard-earned money uh and you're like come on like give me like all the answers but like it's not it's life is like that though like you don't always get like at least right away you don't always get the answers that you want yeah like that, I, I mean, mean i i also think too because i always think back 
understand why didn't get why didn't this movie get the critical looks and uh, the talking about that it deserved i mean at your it's it's not going to be the movie that you write about on twitter and say yo this was a fun time everyone needs to yeah. know this. <laughs> especially when like especially <laughs> when the wolf of wall the wolf of wall street is out that same year like yeah. there were there were pop phenomena gravity was a pop culture phenomenon when it came out like her was a just it was unique that it's always, yeah yeah super unique like there's so many more ideas and storytell us uh, uh stories that were being told that like yeah and this is such a real like horrible <laughs> situation that like i can understand why a lot of people didn't see it i think that it was a little bit before its time and honest like honestly and if this came yeah. out maybe within the last couple of years it would have been highly critically nominated yeah i mean i so like when we when we landed on this when you landed on this as the movie you were going to choose i immediately i assumed for some reason in my brain it got nominated for a bunch of stuff and i got that's what i was like oh so i went to go look it up and it when i was reading it was like got one oscar nomination i was like and then i was like for what and i was like okay cinematography that's nice it's it's a it's a, pre, it's a pretty it's a pretty good looking yeah. movie i like but then i was like and then it was like yeah nothing else and i was like really that i mean i guess it was a strong year but like i was completely floored that it didn't and now the movie didn't like flop by any means whatsoever it made like 60 million dollars here and 122 million worldwide and i think it was on a 45 million dollar budget or maybe a little bit more yeah i think i think some of the actors uh took pay cuts to do the movie which makes yeah 46 million dollar budget there's a lot of like decent names in here that that would inflate that budget yeah um but yeah it made it made 61 million dollars in the states and 122 million dollars worldwide which is pretty good for an adult drama with subject matter like this uh i think it's like a yeah i mean it's a tough it's a tough sell in general uh, to get people to go to the movies to yeah. go see something. Like I mean, this. what's I mean, what, what's the last movie that made? What, what was something that made that much money this year? I mean, like that that's made for like, like adult, like, drama. adult like adult drama. Like uh, it's not it's pretty bleak. You have to go. You have to go back. We were, they were talking about this with Knives Out. How Knives Out did really well for the one week it was open. Yeah. Uh, and and that is geared towards like an older audience. Even though like younger people do mm-hmm. like it, it yeah it, it attracts it attracts an older demo based on like all the stars that are in it. And all that stuff mm-hmm. um but they were saying like you know steven spielberg has a movie out called the fable Miss, which is like loosely based on his life growing up wanting to be a filmmaker great reviews geared towards adults not doing that well oddly enough paul daniel's in that too uh, oh, really? yeah he's in that uh they were talking about stuff like the menu oh, okay. but the menu the menu is like yeah but it's offbeat and it's not really like you know it's kind of strange i got so that's one. not gonna put which one so uh nightmare alley that's also a big star-studded cast. It's got Bradley Cooper, like fifty-seven million. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's 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 hard, like you know, to sell this to, you know. I think this time last year, House of Gucci, which was geared towards an older audience, yeah. made money. But there were a lot of extenuating circumstances, right? You had Lady Gaga. You had like the subject matter is interesting because it's based on like a the true crime story. Too was the insane. promotion was crazy. Um, I think the fact that Prisoners did as well as it did and. The kind of climb like that the, year too that year That's that year crazy. like it's pretty uh pretty amazing i think um yeah. i do want to throw out some uh fun facts about prisoners uh if we, if we can call them fun oh no yeah, yeah let's i'll try <laughs> okay maybe okay some of them might not be fun <laughs> uh 
I will. Uh, I'll try to only pick the fun ones. I probably shouldn't say that when the movie's so serious. It's um, so serious. All right. So, Detective Loki's tattoos, Freemason ring, and facial tics, which I didn't really notice until I the watched it today, were all Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal's idea. He came up with all of that because, and I guess that makes sense that you, like, we were saying that you don't really get to learn a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, he has to kind of paint that like picture for himself, and then of course that paints it for us. To kind of give him a little bit more uh of a background uh ryan gosling was up for jake gyllenhaal's part at one point oh thank and... you honestly th- i i love <laughs> ryan gosling i would cannot imagine anyone else besides jake gyllenhaal playing that role. i can't either and what's funny they said that like at that time jake gyllenhaal and ryan gosling were consistently going out for the same parts because they're around the same age yeah uh, almost the same type like type of like actor um but uh, Denis Villeneuve, I hope I said it right. Yeah, uh, he, he, had, he had worked with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in a movie called Enemy, and like he basically gave him this part without having him audition at all. And it all worked out in the end because Ryan Gosling eventually worked with him on Blade Runner mm-hmm. 2049. Yeah. Um, uh, backstory for uh, about the character of Loki, the screenwriter said, um, just for his own frame of reference, he said that Detective Loki grew up in a boy's home and didn't really have a family. He's a prisoner of his own past with his own demons, which I think is pretty interesting too. Yeah, when he, like says, when he says that when he finds the priest, right? Wait, so, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the screenplay for this movie was featured on the 2009 blacklist. It's a list of the most liked unmade scripts of the year. So this movie was written in 2009 and was like, they kind of like will rotate and like go through uh, different people. And like uh, it ended up on uh, that list uh, in 2009, which is pretty interesting. You're back. It'll just, they'll, they'll just like cut it together. Yeah, no worries. Sorry, you cut out uh, there for a second. Uh, where did I live? Was it about the screenplay? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it was on the 2009 blacklist. And it's the list of the most liked unmade scripts of the year. So this was written back in 2009. Uh, and that is a really popular list because like they'll rotate a lot of that through different studios, mm. uh, trying to get stuff like this made. Um, and that's how they know like it's like a hot script too. Nice. Basically. Um, the director said that Mark Wahlberg was instrumental in getting the film made. He hopped on as a producer, which wow. allowed them to get the funding that they needed. At one point, Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale were set to star in the movie, and Brian Singer was set to direct it, but the two actors opted to make the fighter instead. Wow, that's actually a crazy yeah. story. Yeah, I I didn't know. Th- I mean, I I didn't even know that Mark Wahlberg would have anything to do with the production of it, but that's pretty cool. But I mean, that's also such a great movie to choose. Yeah. In, instead, like like, <clears throat> I mean, because the actor, I I can't imagine them playing those those characters. Like they no. fit the script of the fighter so much better. But better, so, yeah. I, I think that like all the actors and producers chose the right people. I mean, at the end of the day, like that's, that's a wild way for that to get made, but yeah. thank God it did. Yeah, I agree. Uh, during one point during its long development, Leonardo DiCaprio was attached to the project, but he eventually dropped out. And I'm assuming he would Wolf probably, he would have played, I'm assuming he would have played Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I can kind of see it. I can I mean, see I like Jake Gyllenhaal. It. I like, be like a Shutter Island, Island role. He would be exactly like he was in Shutter Island. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Hugh Jackman actually was attached to the project a long time ago, and this is when Antoine Fuqua was attached to direct it. But they Ooh. both dropped. But they both dropped out, and then the movie was in uh, development for several more years and made its way back to Hugh Jackman, who then returned for the lead role. 
Damn. So he had some time to practice. Yeah, so time to practice. Yeah, had <laughs> some. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but it, 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 I should say it again because it's just impressive how like talented everyone is. The film cast includes two Oscar winners, Melissa Leo and Viola Davis, and three Oscar nominees: Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Terrence Howard. Yeah, that's. that's... And that's me. The director has been. I mean, he's also Oscar. Yeah, nominated. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure which role because it doesn't say, but Timothy Chalamet auditioned for a role, maybe for the son. Uh, he would have been young at that time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that probably makes sense for him. He would um, also go on to work with Dillison and Villain Away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird how like this is like they all like are in the same circle in this. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Chastain was also attached to the movie at one point. Probably assuming, the wife. Yeah. Probably Hugh Jackman's wife. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, of course, everyone listening to this, uh, since we, we recapped the whole movie, so that, that was a big spoiler discussion. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but they said the moment where Holly asked Keller to drink a little more was improvised by Melissa Leo, who thought Hugh Jackman wasn't drinking enough to make the situation believable. Oh, so like, wow, that's really cool. That <laughs> is cool. Um, the first time the movie was submitted to the MPAA, it received an NC-17 rating. Due to its really? tone and due to its tone and subject matter, the film's huh. torture scenes were later cut by a couple frames, along with scenes suggesting pedophilia, and then they received an R rating. I mean, good. I don't think it needed pedophilia. <laughs> I don't think it needed um, any of that. Uh, Paul Dano admits to being attracted to roles of this nature. Oh, that's funny because we mentioned that. Uh, people with learning difficulties screaming nonsensical ranting and says he draws on his own personal and private experiences to perfect these recurring roles wow that's that's pretty deep <laughs> that's super deep that's interesting okay uh, think the for the hammer scene hugh jackman was asked by the director to be completely ferocious for the next take that take was was used in the final film so when he completely destroys the sink was the take that they use in the final film. Uh, yeah, I mean, when a director says be ferocious, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. <That's>... Um... <laughs> you break just, a sink. Just... You, you no, just, yeah. yeah, you destroy the, what the props department doesn't want to have to fix. This is also interesting because of like where, yeah. At one point in the film, Hugh Jackman's character says to Paul Dano's character, no more riddles. This is years before Dano was to play the Riddler in the Batman. So there's a lot of like foreshadowing for where these people end up uh, next. That's so wild. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think that's I think that's all of them. Um, yeah, it also ended, it, it, it also uh, ended up on a few I think ten uh, yeah like ten top ten lists that year. So it wasn't completely. Really? I mean, I mean, critics uh, critics really liked it. Um, I do. I still think. I mean, eighty-one percent Rotten Tomatoes is good. I feel like I thought it would be a little higher. Yeah. Um, I was excited. I was excited at least an eighty-five. But. Yeah, but I think the subject matter is hard, even it's for really hard. I, like you'll find this too. Like certain press people, when they see movies like this, it it hits them in a certain way that it's uncomfortable, and yeah, it, they'll ha they'll have a hard time enjoying the movie. And I think yeah. that can. I mean, I think that I'm not saying that's true for everyone. There might there might have been critics that just didn't enjoy it at all, but like. I think that happens for some where it's like the subject matter is so heavy and it's so intense that it's just like this is not my cup of tea. Uh, so could you see that there, there's there's no resolution also. I, I mean that that yeah. could be why some people be like, hey, like 
you can give me some something I sat through, like we were saying, a very serious and intense movie, and you're not going to give me an answer. Yeah. Uh, and, like, uh, I know we're closing things up, but, like, uh, for the director, like, this is a, I mean, I know this wasn't, like, his, like, first movie, but, like, you know, this is his first significant movie here in the States. Mm-hmm. And, like, since then, I, he hasn't made a bad one. Like, I mean, he's been, like, he his stuff. No. No, I mean, like you can like say things about Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but it's still technically a well made movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arrival, I know Arrival is one of your favorite movies. Like it was, yeah. Arrival was my favorite movie of the year that it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and you know, Dune a- adapting something like as massive as that book uh, is a task in and of itself. And he's, I think he's proven to be one of the most like visionary directors we have working right yeah now. It's, it's just it's so well done and, and and all the way that he i mean he uses his cinematography to his uh advantage in, in, right. in all these movies in very very different situations in like 2049 arrival this yeah. it actually the next one that i want to see which i haven't seen yet especially after re-watching this is enemy yeah which he made with jake gyllenhaal again so i i actually yeah. i haven't seen that so I, i'm really looking forward to to seeing that um with both my one of my favorite directors and jake gyllenhaal again yeah for sure i mean and and what's cool is that it shows that he can direct anything i mean like he like something as like small and kind of personal as this and then like big and like you know and with as wide a scope as like something like dune like but also always star-studded he only picks yeah so like i mean i think i think there are certain directors like when they come out the gate and like they make really like eye-opening like really like really great films like as soon as they kind of like get kickstarted, they become yeah. like they get the attention of like almost every actor who's like, oh, I really want to work with him. And I think mm-hmm. that is where he's at, where he has to I be. Mean, yeah, he can like he could if he wanted to, he could take a pause and like make a movie every five years if he wanted to. And he would still have people that were like, I want to work with him. Like he yeah. would have like a game ready cast that's like it's, ready to work. It's with a him. very different type of like Paul Thomas Anderson. It's like yeah, every actor yeah. wants to work with him, but that's a very specific Different. type of specific yeah. type of movie. And I think that he also has this very specific cerebral and like very like interesting way of of uh, telling stories that I yeah. just I, I would want to work with him if I was an actor. Yeah, for sure. And like you know, and watching Prisoners, like it kind of makes me. I hope I know that he's doing the second part of Dune right now, but I would love for him to go back and like make something like. Yeah. a little bit smaller and personal so like true. this because like it's like it's it's just proof that he like i mean i think we kind of forgot because we he's done dune he did blade runner that like yeah he, he seems to be like an actor's director too like he knows how to like yeah. get the best out of them we've seen that in prisoners you saw that with amy adams and arrival. arrival like i mean like he's pulling the best out of like all these people and like i would love to see him make something like this again yeah um, i i would i take it in a heartbeat yeah, for sure. Um, well, that is uh, the end of this. I think it's our the end of our yeah. first uh, deep dive, and that was a good Dude, that first was, choice. That was awesome, man. Yeah, I really that was a good one for me to revisit, too, because I hadn't watched it in a few years, actually. And I don't know why I hadn't, because it's it's a maybe because it's heavy, but like it's a it's a really yeah. like, powerful movie. It's not, it's not one that you typically would like, hey, guys, want to watch a movie? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, true. You don't miss, yeah. So, so I purposely saved one of the questions from earlier for last because like I know it's gonna be like okay when you end the show like are you gonna tell us what movie you're choosing next? Oh, um, 
so they were asking like how will we know what movie you're going to choose next so mm. i we talked about this offline and i'm willing to do it this way because i think it'd be more fun it being instead of being like oh yeah this is what we're doing next like i think like i'm gonna throw out some like hints on like the instagram page and the twitter yep. page mm-hmm. to kind of get like the listeners to like guess what the movie's gonna be Yep, and then like the day that we record, like I'll I'll take I'll jot down everyone's names who like got it right, and yeah. like we'll we'll shout some of them out on the episode who actually got it right, and then that's when you'll know, uh, like what movie we're gonna choose next. I think um, I think a great way to do it too would just be posting stuff like, um, hey, here's a list of the top five movies that year, or like here's uh who won best, um, actor that year this movie came out came out um yeah. or like maybe put uh another movie that an actor's in um yep. as like some sort of leading thing so we can get some, some cool guesses some easter That's eggs it, yeah yeah we'll throw in maybe some like movie quotes to see if you like can guess like nice what, the guess the movie like you know coming from that i know uh at drew reviews on instagram does like this cool like little scramble thing with like images from movies and he said he'll show me how to like kind of do that. So I think I might like do something like that to get you guys cool. to guess. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is like we will we will know which one we're gonna pick. Um uh we are gonna talk about it. Um, but yeah, you guys won't really know now until uh we release it. Until shout you guys weeks out. From now. Yeah. So yeah, like I yeah. said, this is a bi-weekly series. So you'll hear this one that we're recording right now on Friday this week. Then we take a week off. And then we come back again. Um, I know yep. like it's going to be a little like, I know uh, there's like the whole New Year's Day and all that stuff that comes like after that. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll figure out how to record or like how we're going to do that then with uh, like. So, yeah, so it'll be the, yeah, we'll figure out when to record. Actually, no, it'll be the 19th. So that'll be that's, fine. That's the next one. And then, okay. So then after that, I know it gets a little bit more complicated with like with after Christmas and then New Year's Eve and day. Um, but we will. I don't uh, think it should be a problem. Okay, well, we will maintain uh, our normal schedule for this, so you'll get an episode every other Friday. There we go. Uh, and like I said, there's a ton of movies for us to pick, and we're very mm-hmm. excited to uh, pick them and like talk about this the way we've been doing it tonight. Um, I am excited for this because it's like reinvigorated my whole like just being excited for like the brand as a whole. Yeah. And and then also it's great to have Owen back on a. Uh, regular basis and like honestly man it's it feels good feels good to be back and just take it back to the roots of what this whole uh podcast was started on in in uh in the beginning yeah like this is exactly the conversations we were having like privately about movies yeah no this is literally (laughs) just like a normal other conversation with me and gaius like yeah yeah, pretty pretty much much we're we're basically lifting lifting that and like sharing it with you it's just Uh, yeah typically we have a football game or a beer in front of us yeah 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 so like we're just trying to take that experience and like share it with you and like it's good to go back to like the roots of like what this was and i'm glad we rediscovered that when we did the one-year episode and like very excited for like what's to come with this because i think it's going to be it's going to be great really 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 good and like one of the good things about having you back is that i don't have to do the outro anymore you hate like, the you outro. can do it i hate, the, hate outro. the outro <laughs> so you yeah. can do the outro <laughs> definitely well guys thank you so much for listening to our first episode of the back to the blockbuster spinoff deep dive with gase and owen um this is just something that we love to do we love recording and talking about movies so um just thanks for listening you can find us anywhere uh that you listen to podcasts personally myself i'm a spotify guy um had a bunch of podcasts on my spotify wrapped 
Um, but if you like to listen on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, anywhere else, you can always do that. Um, are we throwing this up on YouTube? Uh, but yes. Channel? So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna uh, we're gonna start that with this. Restart cool. that with this. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we can toss this one up on YouTube if you would like to see our bright and shining faces trying to do as much smiling and laughing as we can during a very serious topic like this movie yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so if you guys want to watch this we can do that but um yeah keep on listening uh follow us on instagram back to the blockbuster um definitely check out g reels that's where this yeah. whole thing pretty much started and um yeah just keep on listening and we uh can't wait to do some more movies thanks guys yeah Thank you so much. And also, I want to throw into you, like, let us know, like, what you think of this uh, segment of the show. Yeah. Uh, what, what you liked about it. Uh, honestly, like, I, I know we're choosing the movies, but if you have something you want to yeah, throw, throw away, then maybe we don't. Yeah, I, we will definitely throw them in the hat and, like, probably eventually get to them. So, uh, and like we said at the beginning, nothing's off limits. Yeah, yeah, we won't. Uh, yeah, it won't always be uh, <laughs> movies about child abduction. Yeah, child abduction. <laughs> Thank God they took the uh, you out. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to throw that in too, because we want this to be like a a collaborative effort with you guys as well, eventually. So like, uh, yeah, so don't hesitate to let us know what you thought. And um, we're excited for what's coming next. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Peace. guys. See you in a couple weeks.